0: Do you think you may have a problem with your alcohol consumption or drug use? Are you thinking about quitting and want to know what all the sober hype is about? Are you in recovery and chose to tune in for some inspiration? Whatever the reason, I'm so grateful you are here with me today. My name is Sarah and I am the creator and host of this podcast. I spent most of my life drinking and eventually I realized how alcohol was negatively impacting my life in many ways. One day at the age of 39, I decided I was sick and tired of feeling sick and tired and I reached out for help. I have been sober since 2012 and it has changed my life in ways I never imagined. I am so happy that I got the chance to live a more comfortable life free of the chains of addiction. Today, my life just keeps getting better. Sober Gratitudes was born out of the desire to recover out loud so that others could see the hope in sobriety. In each episode, I speak with a recovered alcoholic or addict who shares how their life changed for the better after they got sober. I welcome you to subscribe to my podcast to hear these amazing stories of people from all walks of life. They too want to share in this mission to help others and to end stigmas of addiction. I promise you, you will be inspired. Whether you have been here before, or you were a first-time listener, I would be so grateful if you would take a minute to write a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show so that it can reach more people who may be struggling. You can also reach me at sobergratitudes at gmail.com with any questions or comments. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for dropping in today, and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. Sober Gratitude's podcast is proud to come together and partner with Valor Fitness Clothing in our mutual mission to support and encourage the recovering community. Based in Los Angeles and inspired by real recovery, Valor Fitness lives up to its mission. With one item sold, Valor Fitness donates one item to a homeless shelter or transitional rehab facility. Because Valor Fitness Clothing supports Sober Gratitude's mission, everyone can receive a discount when shopping use the code GRATITUDE20 at checkout. Also, every guest on my podcast will be graciously given a gift certificate from Valor. We're stronger together when we come together. Hi everyone, welcome to episode five of Sober Gratitudes. My name is Sarah, and I'm so glad you're here for an incredibly inspiring episode with a sober mom. Manny originally cut drinking out of her life as a vanity project. She wanted to lose weight with a 40 day cleanse. She said to herself, if I can't do that, then I have a problem with drinking. She lasted four days. After finding a program of recovery that works for her, she got to 30 days sober and finally realized that alcohol cannot fix anything. Not her depression, not past trauma, not her anxiety, and not even cancer. This is an episode you don't want to miss. Hi, Manny. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Silver Gratitudes. Thank you so
1: much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: So am I. So how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing really well. Just, you know, busy with, with family and life, but doing really well and uh, very excited to... Um, to hop on and and talk to talk with you today.
0: Yeah, I am too. You're an inspiration to me. And for the listeners out there, um, I know Manny in real life and we um, go to the same, some of the same recovery meetings. So I'm really excited for um, Manny to be on this podcast today. And so, so why don't we get, have the listeners get to know you a little bit. If you can just kind of give a little bit of a background, um, of your life leading up to day one of recovery.
1: Sure. Um, so just a little background. I am a 38 year old mother of two. Um, my family and I live here in New Jersey And, uh, I grew up in New Jersey, um, you know, grew up in a pretty stable home, both parents, um, you know, no, no substance abuse from either parents, um, at all and, and grew up fairly normal, uh, quote unquote, right. Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, as life kind of progressed for me, well, I, let's see, how do we even start? Um, as life kind of went on its way, um, some, some pretty traumatic things had happened, um, early on, right around the time I was about 18 years old, that really, um, got me questioning a lot. Um, for me, my faith was questioned. My faith in in God was questioned around 18 years old. And at that point, um, you know, I had already been drinking socially, um, with my friends, you know, the normal experimental stuff in high school that kids do. Um, But looking back, I definitely, um, you know, was always the one that loved to drink and loved to be at parties. And my social life was definitely um, a priority for me. Oh, I get that. I get that,
0: Manny, because I know I remember not to uh, just interject here. I remember when I was growing up, I felt like, you know, I think I like drinking a lot more than everyone else and i would i would seek out people like you
1: (laughs) you and i would probably have had a good time together (laughs) yeah yeah we
0: would it would justify my drinking to be with someone like you you know so
1: (laughs) yes i could totally totally i mean you know i was always the one who um you know got way more drunk than everybody else but the times that anybody else did made me feel much more normal so You know, I had a really great group of friends. Um, My best friend is very protective, and um, you know, she just kind of watched over me. And so, I feel very fortunate looking back. um, You know, to being a young girl, uh, especially through high school and into college. You know, the drinking scene in college is um, it's quite intense, and you know looking back it's so, it's just so dangerous um and i and i look back and i kind of um you know shudder at some of the situations that i had gotten myself into but if i hadn't had such a great core group of friends um you know i think that i think things may have ended up a little bit worse for me so you know god works in mysterious ways and and you know i definitely had some protection you know going through through that time period of my life um, where my drinking definitely escalated. And like I said, it wasn't just the drinking. It was the partying. It was the socializing. Um, You know, when I graduated college, it was more about, you know, the happy hours and, and going out. And, and I was more concerned with that than really progressing my career, which, you know, when you look back upon things, you know, you want to shake that 22 year old person, you know, and, 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 snap them out of it, but I guess, you know, it takes time to, to really open your eyes and, and, and wake up. Mm -hmm. Um, so as, uh, you know, my life progressed, drinking was a big part of it. Um, faith was not, um, you know, I had stopped any type of church or religion, um, you know, and, and honestly was very kind of angry to be perfectly honest. Um, and, Uh, right around the age of 26, my, my dad got really sick. Um, and he was sick for about five years. He had dementia and he was in heart failure and he had diabetes. He just had a really rough go at things Mm -hmm. for five years. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, at 26 years old became his primary caregiver. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was really difficult. Um, you know, uh, to, to be put in a situation like that and, you know, he was, he was my best friend. He was my, you know, he was my, my bodyguard, my everything. So that was really difficult. And I managed that entire process, um, you know, drinking and, 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 uh, you know, doing other things that were really not helpful for me, but that were getting me through it. Right. So, while it wasn't healthy, I was surviving. And I think that fed the concept that like I can drink and handle anything. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> I really thought that I had life figured out and that I could drink any way I wanted and still wake up and do the things I had to do. And, and eventually that kind of stopped working. Right. Um, yeah. And I found myself, you know, um, a mom, and still drinking and still partying and um, you know trying to be a wife and a mother and have a career and um, you know it just didn't work. It worked until it stopped working. Yeah. And I woke up one morning completely desperate for change and realizing that um, I could not stop drinking. You know, I yeah, yeah. I had wanted to. Um, you know, I was, I, my journey to sobriety was really a vanity project. Um, I really wanted to lose weight. <laughs> okay. and, and so I said, I'm going to do a 40 day cleanse. And I was so excited. And I said to my girlfriend, "If I'm not going to drink for 40 days. And when I, and I said, if I can't do that, then I have a problem drinking. Mm-hmm. And I lasted four days. Okay, and I <laughs> drank straight for three more days. You know, I did the whole. Oh, I'm going to drink on the weekend. You know, nobody not doesn't drink on the weekends, right? Right, right, right. And then came Monday, and then that Monday I drank, and when I woke up tuesday morning and i'll never forget it it was uh you know january 16th 2018 i always say with you know the day after martin luther king day because apparently i had to celebrate everything
0: yeah, right uh, <laughs> oh it wasn't just that it was a monday that you were celebrating <laughs> yeah more, i mean mondays were good too just <laughs> yeah, because it was monday um, exactly. <laughs> or rainy
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly any cause right any reason yeah um, but that day changed me forever. Um, when I woke up and I realized I needed help, um, that I had wanted to stop drinking and I couldn't and it, that it was beyond my control that once I had the first drink, I was powerless to, to stop myself.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and that was really scary. It is. It is oh. scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really, really scary. Um, I'm very fortunate um to be somebody well to be somebody number one that that kind of um takes action right away so I when I when I'm in the fear mindset I want to do something to get myself out of it um so you know I took action very quickly and and also um one of my the husbands of one of my best friends had gotten sober uh 3 months prior I had actually just seen him for New Year's Eve and he, and he was, he was glowing. The man had a glow that he had never had. And he was my drinking buddy, right? Whenever we went out and Uh we would go out, like (laughs) he was the one that would, you know, we would go drink for drink and we would always be the last ones up and we were always a good time. Right. I mean, we were (laughs) a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, But then when I saw him sober, it definitely planted the seed in me so that when three months later I hit my rock bottom. Um, you know, I knew what to do. I, I followed his lead. And, um, for me, um, you know, it, it was, it was finding an AA meeting mm-hmm. and, um, and going, and then it was, you know, then, then it took off. Then my, my sober life kind of took off from there.
0: There we go. That's on me, uh, thank you for sharing that. You know, I, what's standing out to me is when, you know, looking at your friend's face and seeing him glow and, And it's reminding me of when, when I first got sober and, you know, in between the times that I would, you know, cry during meetings or sob about this or that, you know, how hard it was to get sober, I would have a lot of glowing days and people noticed it and they're like, what? There's something different about you. I'm trying to figure it out. And, and, and that's what we're attracted to when we see that. And I remember seeing that too in, in, in meetings, like people like, wow, they just look so happy. How is that possible? how can they be happy, not drinking? It doesn't make any sense, but I want what they have. How do I get that? So that's really cool that, that, you know, that glow planted a seed, as you said. That's great. Oh, yeah. good, good. So what, so what, Um, so you got sober and, and you, you found a program that works for you. And, and how has that been? Like, what, tell me about um your experiences as, you know, the process of, of kind of, um, transitioning from an active drinker to a active recoverer, if you will. Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: So, um, you know, I'm very honest about, um, the intensity of the feelings that I felt, um, you know, once you stop drinking and, and, and drugging and, and, and really, um, you know, living a, a different sober life, you're my, well, my feelings, um, felt really super intense. So when I first went to that, that first meeting, um, you know, I was advised, um, correctly, I believe to really try and get to, you know, 90 meetings in 90 days Mm -hmm. to give myself 90 days. And it was funny because I remember thinking I couldn't do 40 days and these people want me to do 90 days. It's impossible. You know, I really thought it was impossible, but the reassurance from other alcoholics who had successfully, um, you know, managed to to live a sober life is what really gave me mm-hmm. the um, the hope and the idea that I could do it. I just felt so open. I was almost so broken at that point that I was Absolutely. wide open. Does that make yep. sense? I can
0: identify. <laughs> you know.
1: So I started the process of going to meetings every day and the first 30 days were really difficult for me. Um, you know, I had to learn to do things kind of all over again. I'll give you an example. I, um, you know, I used to drink a lot in my kitchen, right? I'm a mom. So I was constantly cooking and and I always had to drink in the kitchen and for three days I didn't go into my kitchen (laughs) (laughs) when I quit drinking. So, you know, it was, uh, it was a lot of takeout, which probably was good for me because I need a little, a little break anyway. But, um, you know, it was, it was just kind of relearning how to, how to live my life and to really, um, stay close to the program. Um, I got a sponsor right away, another young mom who was, um, you know, who was sober and she really helped navigate a lot of mm-hmm. things for me in the beginning and, um, you know, about It's kind of crazy how it all works out. But about a week after I got sober, I ended up back in church. Um, not a hundred percent against my will, but Mm -hmm. not according to my plan. (laughs) Like it was never part of my plan to go back to church. And I just ended up there. And for me, that really stemmed um kind of like a multi-prong approach to sobriety. So while you know, I do love going to meetings and I, you know, I, I follow a program and and I think a 12 step program is for me Mm -hmm. really, really helpful. Um, it's a great way to live. I, I need to keep a full toolbox. And at that point in my sobriety, probably, you know, really about seven days in is when I started to build my toolbox and, um, you know, getting close to God again and, um, you know, just kind of feeling the, the feelings of guilt and shame kind of being washed away for me was, um, was really powerful. And so um, church became a really big part of what I needed. I found it a great, you know, great pastor who helped me um, and kind of became a, a beacon of court through mm-hmm. that time. Um, I also got big into yoga, um, which, you know, for, for me was a way of calming my body down. Um, you know, when, when we, when we lose our coping mechanisms, I always refer to me, I was always like a scab ready to bleed. You know, I was like literally clinging and hanging by a thread and, um, breathing and moving my body and really, um, calming myself down, helped calm my brain down and helped me become a little bit more, um, I don't like to say in control, but I guess in control of, you know, my feelings and what to do. Right. So when I started to feel anxious, when I started to feel, um, these intense feelings during the first 90 days of sobriety, I had tools that helped me manage. That's great. Yeah.
0: Yoga is an amazing, amazing, um, supplementary program to have when, when we're getting sober because we're detoxing and we're starting to feel things, you know, in our mind, but also physiologically, you know, like that, like Mm that, that, that coping mechanism of drinking and anesthetize, and I'm not saying it correctly, numbing our, (laughs) our, our, all of those feelings. We don't have that anymore. So now we're really, we're, it's like, like when you say a scab ready to bleed, getting sober is like peeling that scab off and feeling everything raw. So I think mm-hmm. yoga, that that's, that's a beautiful thing. Yoga, I've had that experience with yoga as well, that it it helps to calm the, the, you know, the, a lot of intense stuff that's going on for us um, when we're feeling, you know, irritable or, or um, squirrely. So yeah, go, go ahead. I just, I just <laughs> had to like, you know, speak of yoga as well, because I think it's a, a beautiful thing to add.
1: Mm. Absolutely. I actually loved it so much. I ended up getting my, my teaching certification. So I, yeah, I mean, I, I really, um, you know, went with it and, and I still, it still continues to be part of my, my everyday life, um, in any amount of time that I can. And, and it, and it helps in so many ways. Um, and let's see, I mean, so I celebrated my 90th day. Um, and I felt amazing at that point. You know, I had faith. I had friendship. I had fellowship. I was mentally clearing. Um, I felt emotionally and spiritually very strong. Um, and you know, I I am a believer that God really works in mysterious ways, and He has a plan for mm-hmm. all of us. And um, it was very clear to me. Uh, and so, so I celebrated my 90th day in April. And then May 11th, I was diagnosed with breast cancer oh, Wow! and yeah, it was absolutely intense. Um, and looking back and I could see it even in, in that moment when I, you know, I, I was able to handle my diagnosis, um, calmly mm-hmm. and, and faithfully and with so much, um, hope and positivity. And I always say this, and I will always say this, realizing that I was an alcoholic and going through, you know, those, those first, um, days of alcoholism, um, was absolutely worse than for me getting diagnosed with cancer. And whenever I say that people look at me like I'm insane (laughs) and they just cannot understand how that can be. But when I was, When I realized that I had a drinking problem, I was so empty and I, I had no faith. I had, you know, my friendships, I had great friendships, but I was not, I was not a great friend and I was so absorbed in my own resentments and angers and bitterness and holding on to all these things that I was a really sad person. And when I would smile, it wasn't a true smile. It wasn't coming from the Mm. inside. It was the mask that I was constantly putting on, bravado that alcohol allowed me to have. And so to go through the first 90 days of sobriety and learn and feel and get other coping skills and really get connected to God and a different mindset. So right before I got diagnosed, and I'll remember this always forever too, I was at at a meeting. And I said out loud to people, and I, and I don't know why I said it so emphatically, but I said, I've just realized that I will never again question why something is happening to me. I will never ask again, God, why is this happening to me? I will always change that and say, God, what can I learn from this? Why is this happening for yeah, me? I love it. And it, you know, and about two weeks later I was diagnosed. So I, I remember saying to myself, okay, Manny, you know, you make sure that you can, you know, what is it? Write a check that your butt can't cash. Don't do that. Like, Make sure that you put your money where your mouth is because you just proclaim that to an entire room of people. And here you are. And I knew what to do. I called people and I went to meetings and I prayed and I just turned over my fear and I coped with, with that. And, um, you know, and, and it, it really was not, a horrendous. Um, you know, it was tough. It was it was difficult. Yeah. Nobody promises that life after sobriety is going to be, you know, all peaches and cream. But um, it was absolutely easier than figuring out that I was an alcoholic for sure.
0: That's amazing. I love that you shared that because that I I understand that that makes sense to me. But for somebody who's contemplating, you know, putting putting the plug in the jug right now, listening. Um, or no, or it maybe is battling cancer and is still drinking. That I mean, what a beautiful, beautiful statement and of of wisdom that that you've shared. Um, because you 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 have I experienced both, and now and now you get to share that 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 wonderful wonderful um, lesson. And that, that life, you know, even handling a a cancer diagnosis is that much easier when we get, when we, when we get sober. That's, that's beautiful. And so where so where are you now with your, um, mask with, with, are you still getting treatments? Are you, um, in remission? What's going on with that? So, um. Where am
1: at in my cancer journey? Um, I am mm-hmm. cancer free.
0: Thank oh, God. congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Oh, wonderful.
1: I am cancer free. Um, I will be on medication hormone therapy for, for quite some time. And that, um, you know, has its challenges in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really uh, interesting for me is that, um, the principles that I've learned in recovery, um, the tools that I've, you know, I've acquired and, um, and the examples that have been set for me, right, by other people who have navigated really difficult times and have stayed sober throughout them, um, have I apply it to to this struggle, um, and I apply it to every part of my life. And it's just it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what you were saying before about you know people who are contemplating, um, you know, giving up the drink. When I first, you know, there was a point in my life that I could not imagine not drinking. Um, you know, it was cause for celebration. It was something I did when I was upset. It was something I did when I, you know, was managing difficult times. Like I talked about, you know, with my dad, like that's how I knew how to get through things by numbing myself. And I never, ever pictured a life without it. Um, and so I could, completely see how somebody is listening to me right now and saying that that it's just not possible. Um, What happened for me after, you know, 30 days of of being sober was that I started to realize that alcohol doesn't help anything. (laughs) Like there is no situation that alcohol is going to um, heal you or um, help you really truly feel better. Right. And I say truly feel better. I mean, after, you know, the first few drinks, because you're not going to feel better in the morning. I know that. Yeah. Um, and for me, no matter mm-hmm. how, you know, I feel great a few drinks in, but then at some point, if I was really struggling with something, I would end up crying about it yeah. and you know, being so emotionally drained. So the next day I'm, I'm hungover and an emotional mess mm-hmm. on top of that. And, you know, there's literally no situation where alcohol is going to help you really, truly, you know, get through it or heal from it. Um, and it, for me, it's like the words, no matter what, no Mm -hmm. matter what Mm -hmm. handling life sober is better. Um, and it's something that, you know, I didn't believe in the beginning, but because of being around other alcoholics, like I said that, um, that have lived that, and that I could see that I trusted them. I trusted them when I had no, you know, no knowledge of anything for myself. Um, you know, I just believed, I believed the other people around me. Like I said, you saw them glowing. You saw them handling, you know, deaths and divorce and loss of children. And, you know, I mean, really life shattering things. And they handled it and they talked about it and they were sober. And When it came my, my opportunity, I, I followed their lead.
0: Oh, and what a gift that you had kept your mind and your eyes open and you were present enough to see what they had and, and wanted that for yourself because what was working before the act of drinking was no longer working and so, so it's tough for some people. I think it's really tough to see at first um, because we're just so sick. I know I I'll speak for myself. You know, I was so, so sick, but I did have that gift of des- desperation because I just, I had a very long drinking career and I was exhausted by the end. And, um, and, and <clears throat> excuse me. And when we get sober and we start to see that we can live through you know, challenging things in life, we, sometimes we forget that, wow, that was, a, that was really something that was very tough. And had I been drinking, it would have been a lot worse. So, Absolutely. yeah, it's just such a gift that we can, you know, find that path, for, you know, step along that, the on that road with other people and together, you know, keep getting better.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think about it, um, you know, in, in the fact that I got sober before getting diagnosed, um, my husband and I both actually got sober. We have the same sobriety date Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we both, when we got diagnosed, when I got diagnosed, I guess when we got diagnosed really, because it, you know, it affects the family too. We looked at each other and we felt like we had, you know, gotten on the train at the last minute, right? Like just by Mm -hmm. the skin of our teeth, were we able to be in such a better place to handle this diagnosis? Because if we had still been drinking, I I don't know that I would be here to be perfectly honest. Mm. I think the depression and the fear and the anxiety would have been completely overwhelming for me. Um, you know, I have two very young kids and, um, you know, while my prognosis is very good, cancer is a very scary thing. And, you know, I feel like, um, the gift of sobriety that we got has enabled us to, to um, stay out of the fear to the point where, you know, my kids don't feel the fear. You know, they, Mm -hmm. they, they, they knew mommy had to take some medication that was going to make her feel sick, but she was going to be okay. And I was able to kind of navigate all of that and be a stronger, better parent through something that I know would have taken me out of the game Mm -hmm. five months prior. Um, so it's just, you know, if people are thinking about giving up the drink, um, you know, it's like, there's always something that's going to happen in your life. It's going to happen, right? Life is, life is complicated and life is messy and life can be really hard. And there's going to be like that other shoe is going to fall at some point. And do you want to be a stronger version of yourself or and have tools and have, you know, the ability to, to get through it? Or or do you want to struggle through it? It's 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 very clear to me now, mm-hmm. um, now that I'm sober, that there are two different paths. Do you want to handle life peacefully and calmly? and Or do you want to, you know, do you want to trudge through it, right? And I was trudging for so long and I mm-hmm. thought that that was the only way to, to go. Mm-hmm. But there is really a much easier, softer way to get through life.
0: There sure is. There sure is, Manny. And, and I love what you shared about you know, do, how do we want to live our lives in handling situations that are, you know, difficult and baffling? And, and I I can answer your, your question. I I want to be able to handle things drama free because before Mm. everything was a drama, like everything was like, I'd fall apart over everything and, and then say, Oh, I've got a drink because, Oh, this is so terrible. And, and I can't believe this happened and I've got to drink because that's just how I'm going to deal with it. And then, but then I have to deal with, you know, the, the consequences of, of drinking heavily and coping with something. And, and now I get, I get to, you know, be confronted with something that is scary or, um, you know, serious and, and just, receive it in a, like you said, really calmly and, Mm -hmm. and not like this kind of impulse of fear and impulse of, Oh God, you know, life is ending right now as we speak, you know, wait a minute, you know, okay, (laughs) this is happening. And, and I love what you said, Manny about like, how is this, you know, this is happening to me. This is happening. How am I going to know, handle it? Am I going to let it take over me or am I going to learn from it? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's beautiful that the such wise words. So, so so, Manny, tell me what, what has been the most, I guess, maybe you've already answered this question, but because of the, you know, I always like to, to, to circle back to the, the name of, of the podcast, you know, sober gratitudes, like, you know, for some people would be like sober gratitudes that put those two words together. What the heck? (laughs) Um, But what for you would you say has been the most unexpected gratitude and sobriety?
1: Huh? Well, I have to say, um, it's funny that you just said the whole, you know, the sober gratitude things. I mean, I love it now. Right. But (laughs) yeah, I remember when my first meeting, I I heard this woman, uh, I'll change her name to, to Nancy, uh, and she introduced herself. She said, I'm Nancy. I'm a grateful alcoholic, and I said, "What is a grateful alcoholic? I'm <laughs> sitting here hysterically crying. My life is falling apart. I can't drink anymore. You know." And this woman is grateful. I could not comprehend that. Yeah. And now, I see it so clearly. So for me, it's it's the gift of of living a truly authentic life, um, and living life, you know, we only have a short time on this earth yeah. and I've found this way to living this life in peace and, um, calmness and joy and happiness. And that doesn't mean that, you know, scary things aren't going to happen or that bad things aren't going to happen. I'm actually going through, you know, some intense emotional stuff right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but what's been the most surprising and the most, um, I guess the most surprising thing is that that life got easier. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect that. I just wanted to stop drinking. Mm -hmm. I did not expect my life to get better like this. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't expect it to get easier. I didn't expect, um, you know, this relationship with, with, with God. I mean, my relationship with God is, is something that is so strong that brings me so much peace. Um, and I never, I never expected that. I didn't know. I just thought I wanted to stop drinking. Um, but the, the path that this sober life gives you and and leads you on is just, it's absolutely in the light is free of guilt and free of shame and free of anger and bitterness and resentment. And it, and it doesn't mean that those things don't crop up. It just means that they don't overpower me anymore and that I know what to do to get away from them. Um, because we're human and and life is difficult and those feelings can bring a person down. Um, But living a sober life has given me this, this opportunity that I could never, I could never imagine. I feel like a better person, Mm um, I feel like a better friend, a better mother. Um, you know, I can look at my kids in the eyes now where, you know, towards the end of my drinking career, I, I couldn't look at my children in the eyes. I remember my daughter, she was, she was probably a seven at the time I got sober and, I remember her looking and and looking, trying to catch my eye gaze, and I remember not wanting to look at her. Oh, I remember her asking me to read her Harry Potter at night, and I mean, Harry Potter is hard enough to read sober, let alone <laughs> let alone when you've been <laughs> drinking. But you know, I remember these things, and I'm such a better mom now. Um, and again, it doesn't mean that I don't make mistakes as a parent. Mm -hmm. Um, or that I don't worry about my children, Mm -hmm. but I'm just able to, you know, see my mistakes and apologize to them and be authentic with them and look at them in the eye. And I feel be a better example for, for my babies. And again, all I wanted to do was stop drinking you know, I thought I had life licked at that point, really. I mean, even though I, I, I couldn't stop drinking, I still, my ego still thought I had everything under control. And, and, <laughs> and you know, it's just so clear to me now that, that um, I had, I, I didn't even know, I didn't even know that I had the potential to feel like this. I didn't know it was possible.
0: Yeah, it's a miracle. Yeah. It really is. And that it's hard to see when, when we first come in, um, that that it it seems like an impossibility to, to enjoy life, especially if we've been drinking for, you know, you and I got sober around the same age. Um, and, and I know for me, you know, I started, um, I fell in love with alcohol at the age of 14. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I thought, wow, this is the way I'm going to you know live my life you know thank god that you know i have this way of like making myself feel more comfortable in my own skin this is the solution you know i wasn't thinking that way i didn't you know like i am like explaining it but i know in like i could feel that you know that that was just a more comfortable way to live but then over time you know i feel like i had a really long low and um and that you know that feeling of dread and self-loathing and, um, you know, wearing that mask of I'm okay, everything's okay. And um, but needing to rely on more and more amount of alcohol to get the same effect. It was such a burden, becoming such a burden, and taking over my life to the point of, you know, I was just so tired, so tired. And, and now, you know, you know, I've been given this new chance to to live the kind of life I was meant to live. And, and you mentioned it, the freedom being free of guilt and shame like that, that, that's what I'm grateful for is that I have freedom now in my life. And um, that's because, you know, getting to the other side of addiction, I understand that. I understand what that means. So I don't want to lose that. That helps. It helps me to stay sober one day at a time, remembering where I came from. And, the, and you, you definitely, um, your story is so inspiring, Manny, how I'm just blown away with what, you know, how you, you you shared how the breast cancer diagnosis was less difficult than the self-diagnosis of alcoholism. Yeah. And that, that's it, just yeah. that, that I, I get that, but it is such a profound statement that it's so important for our listeners to hear. I love that. I, uh, I, I, you know, I hope it, I hope it helps somebody to really, um,
1: see, to really see the benefit, you know, cause when you're like, you just said, when you're in your addiction, you cannot see clearly. Um, you just can't, you can't see that the substance that you're using this drink that, um, you know that you're that you're using that you can get freely available anywhere right it's like so so mm-hmm. available to you that it's yeah. maddening um but you can't see what it's doing to you until you know until the veil has been lifted until you really are you know like you said that gift of desperation is 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 given to you and and uh you know if somebody's listening to this now and and they're toying with the idea or maybe they're just you know in the beginning of of their recovery, um, you know, it gets so much better. And there's a saying, somebody had said, like, if you knew how it, how good this felt, you would be running to where I am right now. Oh, I love that. Um, you know, (laughs) it's so hard to believe that in the beginning. Um, and so when I, when I tell that part of my story, um, and even living through it, to be honest, was, was shocking to me that, that I was more depressed about, you know, realizing that I I could never drink again than, than I was about getting cancer. It just shows how sick I was at the time. Yeah. Um, And how, um, you know, giving, giving this, this opportunity, this, this lifestyle, right. This, this, um, this, this life of recovery and sobriety, giving it a chance. I mean, within five months I was a much stronger person um, and it really, is important for me to look back on that as well. That no matter how difficult life gets, again, no matter what, there's no situation that alcohol is going to make better for me. It's only going to make things worse. So
0: yeah, oh, beautiful, Manny. I I'm so happy that I know you in real life and and that we go to the same meetings. And I've never heard your full story, so this is such a gift for me to hear. It's truly inspiring, and um, uh, I I just am so inspired by you. You're an amazing, Thank amazing woman, a, wonder, a wonderful mother and wife. And, that, and what a gift too, that you can do this with your husband. You can grow together in sobriety. It, it really is. And I feel the
1: same way about you, Sarah. I mean, you have been um, a source of strength for me throughout uh, so much, and and such an example of what it is to be a sober mother, and and to share this gift, right? You yeah. you know, we 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 spread the, the message and the light, um, you know, and we we give hope to other alcoholics, and you are definitely um, an example of that. So thank you so much for for doing this and for including me. Oh, Manny.
0: Really- oh, well, you're welcome. I you know, but I. I can't do this alone. I I'm here today doing this because of you and because of other people who have helped me along the way. I I can't do any of this by myself. Um, it won't work. It won't work for me if I, if I try to go at it alone. So, so we do it together and, and it makes it so much easier and, and we have just to be able to laugh and, and not feel such shame about our past that we can, now we know that that was what, you know, we learned so much um, Mm -hmm. about why we drank and why we are alcoholics. And now we get to live in in the grace and in the beauty of of sobriety and uh, emotional sobriety. Yes. And that's, that's such a, that, that is what I am truly grateful for. So, so Um, wonderful. So So for (laughs) listeners out there, anyone who has any, Comments or questions, there is that question button you can push and you can just send me a voicemail. It goes directly to uh, my anchor account. Would love to hear from anyone who has any thoughts. And um, Manny, thank you so much again. And I'll be seeing you in the rooms. Sounds
1: good. Thank you.
0: Okay. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you to my guest and all of you for listening. I hope what you heard inspires you to look for and recognize the gifts of sobriety. Sober Gratitudes, a podcast dedicated to delivering messages of hope through true stories of recovery. A sober life is possible if you truly want it.